I think the more they hunt, the better hunters they become. I really believe that. Welcome back, guys. Going to record another podcast here for you today. Cranking out a Facebook question. Might be a little quick, a quicker one. Um, I like doing some of these shorter ones as well. Sometimes we've got some long ones. We're trying to mix it up a little bit. Got the guys working on a few really cool projects that I'm excited to um, introduce to you guys pretty soon. Got, um, what is today? Today's Tuesday, right? Got uh, some news coming up with our with our website. Hopefully soon, by the time you listen to this. Um, if you check out our website, you may see the new website. We've been working on that for a while. Um, it's not 100% complete, but it is complete enough that we're going live with it. Um, our goal and objective with putting in the work that we've done, we went from a, what would if you're a website person, you'll understand it better than I do, but we went from like a WordPress website to a custom website, which allows us to do more things the way we want to do it, which that means we're able to, I think, provide a better experience for our, for our customers. Um, I also think it's going to give us some more versatility when it comes to sharing content and information. I'm very excited about that. We've got uh, a video live or a, what do we call it a training library we've got a training library area it's going to have free videos it's going to have premium videos that are able to be purchased it's going to have our podcasts it's going audio it's going to have our video blogs available it's going to have our a new area called jeremy's journal which is going to be instead of doing podcasts about emails that come in i'm going to be copying and pasting emails that come in because i'm literally answering lots of them i don't even know i don't want to put a number on it there's a pile of them and so by i I, i'm struggling to keep up with it and one of the things that i think will inspire me to even put more into that than i than i have been which i have been trying really hard but is what we're going to do is copy and paste a lot of that stuff so i get a question in i'm going to answer it i'm going to copy and paste it i'm going to post it onto our jeremy's journal page on our website, which will become basically a giant library of questions and answers via email and or DM. So it's going to be the written part of it instead of the audio part. So that's a project that we're on. We're on to a hold conditioning project that I think is going to blow your hair back a bit. Um, It's something that we've had some guys working on for quite a while. We've got a lot of hours into it. It's still not complete. But what we're going to do is we're going to bring you more information on hold conditioning than maybe you even want. Um, the reason is, is because there is no like one way to do it. I don't believe there is. I think there's so many dogs that I've done it with successfully. It's the alternative to force fetch. And I think it's just, there's just so many people. I'm not looking to convince someone who likes force fetching their dogs to stop doing it. I don't care if you force fetch your dogs. What I want to do is help people that don't want to force fetch their dogs. So I don't want to hear about, oh, the force fetch, force fetch, force I don't care about force fetch. I don't like it. Quite honestly, I don't, I, we won't get into it in great detail, but I don't think it's fair. I don't like it. I think it's a little cruel. I think it's a little brutal at times. Um, I'm just, I'm just not a fan of it. And what I'm, what I think is real interesting is, is the, when you understand that you can achieve the same results, which is sound, reliable delivery to hand without having to take those steps or use those tactics. So 
not not here to debate the idea. I'd, I'd be more than willing to debate it with anyone who wants to, I guess. But I, I'm not going to become real offensive when it comes to attacking those who like it. What I do want to do is spend as much time and effort, which is what we're doing now, to help those that are interested in getting a sound, reliable delivery to hand without the need to do it that way, as far as force fetch goes. So our whole conditioning, we've kicked around a lot of different ideas of how to present it. Uh, it's going to be, I don't know that I want to make, I don't know exactly how to describe it yet. It's going to be its whole, its, its own area within our website. It's going to be a whole collection of videos, uh, instruction, lots of different examples. Uh, we've talked about it versus premium versus kind of free, the way we've done a lot of our stuff. And I've decided, like I actually went back and forth on it, and I thought about it not that long and realized, you know what? It is such an important thing, and I think it is such a common thing that we get messages back, whether it be questions regarding it and or examples of like success with it and people thanking us for it. So it became a really easy decision to say, we're going to give it to them. We're not charging for this. So we're going to create this and be sure, be able to share this on the new website. So that's not going to be immediately on the website. That is something that we were working in. And I, I kind of like, I kind of liken it to the idea of a series on Netflix, right? Once you describe it that way, yeah. where we're going to have like different series and then we're going to add episodes to it um, slowly as we go. And then by the, by the, I don't know, by 60 days in or 90 days into having the website, like we're going to be loading them daily. So it's going to be like, you're going to get a fresh episode and the next chapter type thing, but it's going to be such small incremental changes very subtle changes that those who are following along closely will maybe notice that later on when they're all posted because they're going to stay there forever you'll be able to watch them binge watch them and boom 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 and see you know man there's 14 days in a row to get through that dog and there i'll give you a don't expect a really fancy editing don't expect you know us by now to realize very candid and documentary style is how we do things. This is like stuff that was done years ago. A lot of these have been in our library for years now. We've not been able to figure out the right spot to share it. So you're going to see some really, really grassroots early on filming. And some of it's just me propping up an iPhone. So um, if you're not into that kind of stuff, if you like fancy stuff, if you like well-edited and groomed and produced stuff, this might not be for you. But I think it's going to bring tremendous value to our viewers. So I'm pretty excited about that. Now, let's skip. So I don't know how I got off on that on that track, but let's jump into this question. It comes from um, a guy named Matt. It's a Facebook message. And he he started out talking with me about some, emailing me about some tracking stuff. I'm, I, to be honest with you, I didn't even read this one. So I'm going to read it. You're going to hear me read it for the first time. Um, I've exchanged a couple different messages back and forth with them. I didn't read this part. I was reading the second part, which you'll hear anyway, but here we go. Happy Labor Day is what he said. I messaged you about five months ago and asked about training my lab slash Doberman mix for deer recovery. Everything's going great. I've been running four to six trails a month with her since June. She's only failed once and that's because we had a weird freak thunderstorm. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Now you know, now for my question, what's your thoughts on cross-training, tracking dogs, 
when he says tracking dogs, he's talking to your, you know, game recovery with pheasant hunting. This is the most impressive dog I've ever seen. And I don't want to waste my one good dog in life. Just kidding. LOL. He said, I really just want her to spend as much time in the field as possible. The reality and Frank, and quite frankly, I love watching her work scent. FYI, I tried her on a different scent Thursday, humans clothes, and she found that no problem after a six hour cooling period. Then I ran her today on blood. She never missed a beat. She loves to track. Then he says, okay, sorry for the long-winded questions. I'll make this quick this time. What's your thoughts on cross-training a tracking dog on pheasants or grouse? So I had not responded back to that question. So he followed it back up with, what's your what's your thoughts on cross-training a tracking dog for pheasants on grouse and grouse? Have you ever seen any negatives? Have you seen it ruin a good tracking dog? Or what was the start of a good one? He's tracking so, his tracking is so important to me because I do, because I do, I think he meant a lot of youth hunts with kids and every year we lose one or two, sometimes two or three deer because the mentor makes a bad decision. Thanks for your time and response. I know you're super busy. Appreciate your time and website, all the gear. Thank you, Matt. So Matt, I'll send you a message and let you know I answered this. So here's here's the thing. It's kind of a, um, his main question I think is, he's got a tracking dog or an aspiring tracking dog that's doing really well is putting them on birds going to wreck them? Now, I personally think the more the dog hunts, the better hunter they become. I just, I, I make the comparison all the times to kids when they play sports. And I think the objective with these dogs is like to create a good athlete. If you, if you draw the analogy to kids with sports, I think with kids with sports, our goals should be build good athletes. And let time figure out where their strengths and weaknesses are and where they may focus later on and excel. But when they're real little kids, and so with these young dogs, I, I make a lot of comparisons to how young kids develop. I think the idea is create the good athlete. And in order to create the good athlete, playing lots of sports does that because it, it allows kids to exercise different things, mentally, physically, teamwork, individual stuff. All these different variations develop things in kids that I think lend themselves well to the idea of becoming a good athlete, well-rounded. And you, we all know that there's some of those kids out there that are just, they're such good athletes. They do they excel really well at whatever it is they're doing. Playing a lot of sports is only going to help that. And so when it comes to a hunting dog, I think the more they hunt, the better hunters they become. I really believe that. And I'll be the first to say that my dogs... 100% my personal dogs I put them in position to do lots of different things and you've seen that with dogs over the years and I don't hide that in fact I promote it I endorse the idea of hunt lots of stuff with them I've had so many people tell me you know their opinions on you get them good at one thing and you focus on that my duck dog is a duck dog I'm not going to hunt upland with it why not like, I, I just totally disagree with that. And the other reason I disagree with it is because I think it minimizes the value of the dog. Like, if you want to have a good duck dog, I, I'm all for that. But duck season, how long has duck season been? Max. Like, 60 days, isn't it? Like, I think legally, like, feds, I think, set it up 60-day duck season here. So, you can't hunt ducks. Now, can you go to another state and get a week or two ahead and a week or two later? Sure. So, let's say you can add a month to it. But in reality, 90 days max. And quite 
let's be honest, nobody's hunting all 90 days. Like, I don't, who can do that? So I think if you, uh, quite, uh, Ben, you're, you're a pretty avid duck hunter. How many times did you duck hunt last year? How many different outings, different days did you, calendar days, did you go on a hunt? Fifteen. Huh? Fifteen to twenty. Fifteen to twenty. I would be willing to bet that you duck hunted more days than the great majority of people that listen to this. You you duck hunted more than I did. And so and I duck hunted more last year than I've duck hunted in a lot of years. So to say you you know, I grouse hunt a lot, I think, in comparison to most people. Yeah. Last few years especially. I I've got a journal. I don't know that I grouse hunted more than I don't think I grouse hunted more than 20 days. I couldn't have. I don't have that much time. So my dogs got way more exposure than a lot of your dogs did. And it was still less than 20 times in a season. So, but if I can grouse hunt with them 20 times and duck hunt with them 20 times and shed hunt with them 15 times, I just did 20, 20, and 15. 55 times I got them out. Now you track with them in the fall before when you're not bird hunting. You get 10 times of tracking it. You know, if you get 10 tracks in, in a year, now you're 65 times. I mean, the the idea of, it's still not that much. So the more, but when, where people get so nervous is this idea of like specializing in certain stuff. And I think about it and I go, a good tracking dog is necessary for every pursuit I do. One way or another. If you're grouse hunting, how many birds did we shoot last year? That we ended up watching the dogs find them. They were not the birds were not where we found where we knocked them down. A lot of them. And grouse are easy to kill. Grouse are weak. Grouse die very easily. They they get knocked out very easily. So we wouldn't have found several grouse last year. That we shot. They hit the ground. We went. We watched the dog go to the spot, and not find it there. And if we didn't have the dog, we'd went and looked there, and we'd have been where'd it go. Well, next thing you know, the first bird of the year last year, I remember this one like it was yesterday. I It was the first bird I shot with that side-by-side, with that Webling Scott. I hit it, and I mean, I hit it light. I winged it. And I don't know how I hit it, but I did. And I rushed up to the spot where, the, where I saw the bird flutter down. Spry wasn't even close to it. Well, she flushed it, but she wasn't close to it where I shot it. I rushed up there, and she came and worked that area and left the area i think i had i think i had bella with at the time too but left the area i mean they were 40 50 yards from me and i was so set on trying to find that bird i wasn't even worried about the dogs i was just focused on find the bird find the bird find the bird i'm looking and looking and looking and i remember looking up and realizing they are so far out of the area where that bird is like i'm I'm almost like god what use useless dogs I said to myself, looking and looking and looking, and you know, it's opening weekend, so it's really thick woods, and there's ferns, and I'm looking and trying to find some sign of where this bird would be, because I literally ran to the spot where I saw it hit the ground seconds later, and then I look up, and I see Spry coming back from 50 yards with something flapping in her mouth, and here she had picked that bird and ran back and, and brought it back to me. She tracked it, and the ground that that bird covered in that short amount of time was amazing. Now, that was nothing like a tracking dog tracking a deer that was shot 24 hours before. It was nothing like it from a time standpoint, from an aging of the scent standpoint. 
but it was tracking. I I remember uh, we we winged when Craig was up with us. We winged that duck. That duck went up, swam off the water, went up into the woods. Wood duck hit the water, thought it was dead. Ended up looking here, dog thinks swimming away. Swam way across the bay, got up into the woods, and went up into the woods 25 yards and was hiding in the woods. Well, after the hunt, we get done. I go over there with the dog, and the dog's tracking, 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 tracking in the woods like it's tracking a, you know, a cripple. Well, that's exactly what it was. Tracking dog. That was several hours later. It was, well, maybe an hour and a half later. So... A little bit more like my tracking game recovery dog, but not 24 hours. But the idea is my most memorable retrieve ever was a dog that tracked Remy, one of my old, one of my old, old labs, my first lab, probably in, it would have been in 2000, maybe. We were in North Dakota and she tracked a duck across a road and then a chiseled cornfield and then into a CRP field. And I guarantee you it was hundreds of yards i mean 500 yards on the ground the bird waddled waddled away the whole the whole way and she tracked that thing like it was nothing hours later so i look at you know the person that questions i'm not going to use a tracking dog to do any type of other hunting because it'll wreck their tracking hell i think it's going to make them a much better tracker it's more practice the more times you the more opportunities you have to do things the better you get at them so I have a buddy that I roomed with in college that had a golden retriever and his buddy shot a doe. And I think I've shared this story before. He shot a doe and the deer ran off and they couldn't find it. And they went the next day and they couldn't find it. And they brought the guy's golden retriever that was a grouse dog. This guy's from way up in northern Wisconsin. It was a grouse dog. And that dog tracked the deer and found it for him. Never been trained on it before. Tracked the deer, went right to it, found it, brought it. Brought him right to it. Hunting dogs hunt, tracking dogs track. So I actually think it's more to your benefit to get your dog well-versed in lots of different things in the field as opposed to specializing. It's it's just been my... So so the answer to Matt is, yeah, I, I, I 100% would recommend you do it. Because I think it's, like you said, you know, I, I'm... I'm I question like if you're you're not going to waste the one good dog in your life as you put it if you don't do that but I think you're going to give that dog a lot more purpose if you do. I think you're going to enjoy him a lot more cuz you're going to get a lot more opportunity to do what that dog loves to do and you know that dog loves to do what it's doing. The best and when it comes to like breed I don't think it matters. I worked with um Arrow recently. Arrow is a shepherd malinois mix and I had her up Put some stuff on my Instagram story a weekend a week ago. We were scouting for grouse. Grouse is going to open here in another few days. And we were scouting some covers that I had never walked through before. And we found a few broods. And as I was going through, I had my three labs. And I had Arrow. And then we broke up a brood of, I don't know, eight birds probably. And we ended up, they broke up and they, I mean, they scattered. And we ended up working through this cover. And we came back through another spot. And I ended up coming up kind of... In, back into the same area that I had broken it up earlier, hours earlier. And those and I found them again. And the birds were quite spread out, but I didn't intentionally find them again, but we, we ended up finding them. So they were quite spread out where they were all clustered together. When we first flushed, it sounded like a herd of Mustangs going through the woods. I mean, the birds just erupted out of there. 
and the woods are so thick and they're just beating their wings getting out of the brush and that who who was on the flush i don't know they were all in there and i'm sure they all got their nose full of scent on the way back the birds were really spread out i mean i was flushing some on the right hand side of the trail some on the left hand side of the trail they were somewhere 40 yards into the cover and i saw the individual dogs working birds because i could actually they were spread out enough i could pick out the different dogs as they moved through the woods and i had birds on the right hand side getting up and i'm kind of watching them and trying to do a count in my head of how big was this covey or brood and all of a sudden i hear birds getting up on the left hand side and i'm seeing three black dogs on the right well i only had three black dogs with me arrow was on the left hand side and arrow was bumping birds and i mean she was right on them she was a shepherd malinois mix so could she bird hunt for sure when i used to go to college we hunted at a game farm and one of the best we call it you know they're scratch birds but they you know people other people put the birds out and a day or two later you know monday tuesday we'd go and hunt because we were broke college guys and couldn't afford birds so let the let the guys on the weekend pay for the birds and then they didn't get them and then we would go on monday tuesday wednesday and we'd hunt those birds that they put out that didn't get shot well we called it scratch bird hunting well the best scratch bird dog on the whole farm that was part of that club was a guy and he had a shepherd german shepherd and i'm not kidding you nobody out hunted that shepherd it retrieved a hand it flushed it quartered really nice it hunted really tight like it stayed real close had great range worked really kind of a really interesting way through the woods i thought it was really fun to watch not your traditional bird dog by any means but certainly could be trained to do it so i thought it was interesting when we had arrow up at our cottage or at the cabin i left i i i was no i was upstairs i think i was up in the loft so we have a ladder that goes up into our loft and i slept up there and so arrow came out that morning and steph was up early making coffee and arrow came out and she went over to my computer and she went over to my i had a book my computer a pair of old man reading glasses and a half full beer that I did not finish from the night before. It was sitting on the on the little nightstand. And Steph said it was so weird. I let Arrow out. I brought her back in. She went over right over to that spot you were sitting last night, and she just started smelling, like this the couch and all of your stuff. And then she went right over to the ladder, and she said, "I swear to God, if she could, she'd have climbed the ladder." She was, she was looking for you. And I, I kind of laughed. I said, I'm telling you, the dog's got an amazing nose. And I, that was the day after I just saw it flushing grouse. So I think, you know, you're asking me, what's your thoughts on cross-training, tracking dogs to do other stuff? My answer is real simple. Cross-training any dog to do anything I think is valuable. I think working dogs like to work. And the way they work is we give them jobs. And so the same tracking dog or the same bird dog or the same duck dog or the same shed dog, whatever it is you're doing with them, I think if you train them to be therapy dogs and take them to schools and visit kids, I think they they enjoy that. If you take them to the hospital to meet the old folks or the old folks home, I think they enjoy that. So, and to me, that is cross-training. You just, it's a different skill. It's a different thing we're asking them to do. And when you break it all down, when you boil it all down, 
What does it take to do all of those things? The answer is very simple. It takes a really good foundation. The old foundation word. I come back to it often. Heal, sit, stay, come when I call you. If you can do all those things, there's very few things in life that you can't do with a dog or can't train a dog to do. I shouldn't say you can't can't do because you got to like, you got to specialize in stuff. You've got to do some focused development of skills that become applicable into whatever world you're looking at taking the dog into. But with heal, sit, stay, come when I call you, with those things, you have the tools, I think, in order to be able to kind of start down that path. And you start very simple and you start customizing. It's like a custom build. You're custom building something. So you might start tacking on a few extra skills here, a few extra skills there. That creates a need to, or that maybe that is a need in order to take a next step and add another skill. And then you slowly work your way out to whatever it is you're going to be doing with them. But I'm a, I'm a big fan of the idea of do more with your dogs. Because the more you do, the better you get. And the more you enjoy them. And the more you enjoy them, the more you'll do. And then the more you'll do, the better they'll get. So like, it's, uh, it's all like interlaced together. It's all connected. So keep doing it. Matt, I'm going to send you an email. Uh, let you know that we talked on this one. Um, I appreciate you guys listening. I asked it in the last one. I'm going to ask it again. If you would do me a favor, leave me a re- leave us a review. I shouldn't say leave me because this is not me. This is our team is working our asses off to try to do the best we can to grow the following, to help more people, to be able to get people that I, I cannot and I cannot thank you guys enough for the messages. I've got some that are like, they almost choke you up a little bit when you read them. I had one today that came in that a lady at, is, and I've messaged back and forth with her on Facebook, I think it was. But she told a story. It was an email. She told a story about her dog at a campground running off and being able to stop it and recall it to her. And it was to, the, basically, thank you so much for giving us the confidence to be able to do this. I cannot tell you. I can't honestly think we were going to get as much enjoyment as we are out of this dog if we hadn't found you, followed your stuff. I think it was a lot of YouTube stuff she'd watched, but whatever it was. So you, I've gotten... I'm I'm so proud of the number of people that have sent messages to us. And I'm looking at it and going, there is the reason. That's the reason Ben and I said we got to go record more podcasts. We got to figure out how to share more information. Because when you get messages like that, it's easy to carve the time out. When you question, like, I don't know if anyone's really getting anything out of this. That's what makes it hard to do. It makes it, and so I so I will ch- I will ask you this too. Not us, you don't have to do it for me. But you if there's something else out there, because I'm gonna do it, because I'm just talking about it right now, and I'm gonna do it. I get value out of other people's podcasts. I get value out of other people's content that's put out there. So I am going to make a point of this week, I'm gonna reach out to a handful. I'm gonna do I'm gonna challenge myself to do three. I'm going to find three different individuals that bring value to me, whether it be a podcast or a blog or whatever content that I consume, YouTube, whatever that I liked and it brought me some value. I'm going to reach out to him and I'm just going to say, I really appreciate what you're doing. I, I enjoyed that. I got something out of that. That helped me. So 
I'm going to challenge you to do it. Because imagine, you don't have to do three, do one. I, I shouldn't do I shouldn't do three because I'm not used to doing three a week. I should do one every week for the next three weeks. Then two every week for the next three weeks. And start getting it to be slowly but surely a habit of make sure that... It, it, can you imagine how positive things could be if we made a point of calling out people for their positivity <laughs> like it sounds crazy call someone out for benefiting you call them out and thank them because i'll tell you right now i'm pretty quick to call think in my head that son of a bitch did this that or this like i i'm i'm real quick to be critical of stuff i can't believe this company's customer service did this to me but I don't think twice about the one that just blew me away with. I placed an order today and I called. I had a, I called. I ordered a, some stuff from a company last week. And I was waiting and waiting and waiting. I never got the quote back from them. So it's been four or five days. So I called back. I got a different guy on the phone this time. And I said, man, I'm embarrassed to say this. I called last week and I'm trying to wait to get this information back. And I never got the guy's email. So I can't respond back. I can't email to him, but I'm waiting for him to email me. The guy said, no, no, no. We'll just do it over the phone right now. We're not going to bounce emails back and forth. Let's do it right now. I placed the order. He got my order. I got my confirmation. Like, I'm going to send a message back and say, Adam, I think was his name. Adam kicked ass for you. Adam was a closer. Adam earned a cup of coffee, Ben. If you, refer if you know that reference and you're listening to this podcast, Reach out to me because there might be something special for you. ABC always be closing. There's your clue. But Adam was a closer. So I think we need to do me. I think we should all do ourselves the favor and say, create positivity around us. Create something good. So thank you. That means a lot to us. And so we are going to, for that reason, that's one of the reasons we're going to continue cranking on these. So thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. We'll be back with more. Keep listening. Keep asking questions. Uh, and keep having fun. Have fun with what you're doing because we're coming into what I consider the best time of the year. So enjoy it. It's going to go fast. Mm -hmm.